Squad Live. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies here on a Thursday afternoon as the Fandalorian Club is live. We are back in action. The Three Amigos for the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we are here to talk episode three, The Streets of Moss Espa, of the latest of the Book of Boba Fett series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I'm Jake Berlin. I'm one of the hosts here on the channel. And I'm joined today by my fellow Fandalorian Club um, members, I guess is the best way to call us. Uh, Brian Alvesino, Gio Ramos. Brian, how you doing today, man? Doing okay? To the took the the day off for my mental wealth. Health. Good. Wealth. Yeah. Uh, Good. Needed it. So we all need mental health days. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny though, because like I'm like I just needed one day, and then just my own selfishness is like, what well, is the three day weekend coming up? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how these work. So. Just chilling. It's Gonna good. watch probably Eternals later. Mm. Cool, cool, there cool. you go. Or and uh, Gio, how about you, man? I'm good. Thanks for uh, first off for shuffling the time um, this week. It you know means a lot for me to be here and happy to be here. Um, although I don't understand what all the fuss is about with this episode on film Twitter. I mean, I guess it's just is what it is with that app um i'm sure we'll get into it but yeah are you yeah, talking I, uh, I guess I'll, I'll save that question for later yeah um, you got very it's kind of ironic that like the one day you needed you needed me to not have the or uh, the late work dismissal and it worked out perfectly yeah uh Beautiful. obviously this is not our regular time here on the family Lauren club uh we usually do around five o'clock but geo had somewhere to be at five and we love having him on the show because he has a different perspective than Brian and I. Way different um, perspective. Just because he's, he's not caught up in the whole canon aspect of everything. So it's cool to hear his thoughts. So we want to shuffle things around. Hope it's good for everyone. We see everybody in the chat. Uh, John, Sarju, RD, we see you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here. We appreciate it. But let's get into it, fellas. We have episode three, three of seven. Three of seven. We're nearing the halfway part here on the Book of Boba Fett. And this one was titled The Streets of Mos Espa. And we saw a lot of interesting things in this episode. Uh, less flashback, flashback related, excuse me, um, which last week's was very flashback heavy. So kind of a little bit of the, uh, you know, contrast compared to what we saw last week. Uh, Gio, I'll go right back to you, man. Just initial thoughts before we kind of get into specifics here. What did you think of episode three? Well, going into what I said earlier in the beginning of this episode, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I did. I, I love the additions of uh, some of the things that we see in this episode. It brought me back to the guy who's kind of show running this, Robert Rodriguez. And I love that he adds his little touch into um, this show, essentially. Um, there are some things regarding the flashback that I felt maybe happened a little bit too soon for myself. I was caught off guard like, oh. We spent all, quite a big deal of time with certain characters in the flashback, and bye, goodbye, sayonara, I guess. Um, but overall, I uh, I found it to be very engaging. A um, couple of big moments that we'll talk about, and overall, I I enjoyed it. I I'm enjoying this show so far. And Brian, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all <laughs> you got to say. Either way. I mean, yeah, I'm. I wasn't like, oh my god, greatest episode ever. I mean, it, last week's is a hard one to to follow up. I mean, it, this one had <clears throat> little sprinkles of moments, 
But overall, I was just like, okay. Next episode, please. Interesting. <laughs> um, I'm. I think I'm in between both of you. I didn't like. I didn't love it obviously as much as last week's. Last week's by is by far the best, um, in my opinion. Anyway, I think it's the best we've had so far in in the Boba Fett era. Maybe one of the best episodes we've gotten in Star Wars TV. Um, I, but it's yeah, it's very much like a like the first episode. I was like on my way up. I'm like cool. Like didn't love it, but I can see where it's going. Second episode, I'm like peaking. And now I'm like on a slight downhill, but not enough to where I'm like fully falling down. Um, I liked a lot of things inside the episode. I just, there's things that it's setting up that I wish it would have already gotten to. Because it is only seven episodes. And it is, it does bother me that we only have four episodes left. And we feel like we're almost at a starting over point, if you will. Like the, like the first three episodes were kind of one thing. Now it feels like it's shifting into something different. Um, but that, that's where the specific conversation comes into. So let's, let's talk about it. where should we go chronological? Should we start with one specific thing? Um, I can shoot it to someone who maybe has something they want to talk about. Brian, you may look like you have something you want to bring up. No, I mean, my, I mean, the part I just liked the best was, um, Oh my god! Am I making sure? Am I correct? This Chrysanthemum attacking this? Yeah, Chrysanthemum attacking. Yeah. For, is second, I, for a second, I was like, "No, that's wrong." Yeah. So, uh, so that's yeah. that's something that could be. So the 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 lone flashback we saw was interrupted by Chrysanthemum going full ham on Boba Fett. Um, and in the flashback that we saw is the Tuscan Raiders, the Sand People that he was with, were wiped out. They're gone. Yeah, um, we obviously saw the parts of him going into town, Moss Eisley specifically. You noticed that they ne- didn't show the warrior, though. Well, they didn't show the warrior or the child. Yeah, so uh, they showed the yeah, chief, which more that. than likely means that they're probably alive. But in the flashback, we saw Boba essentially saying, "I'm going to fix this." Right? He goes into Moss Eisley. He talks to the Pikes on his way back. They're wiped. They're gone. And then the flashback is interrupted by Black Crusanti coming in and absolutely just ripping him from his back to tank. And going full ham on uh, a suitless Boba Fett, and then his little crew comes in and does their dirty work against Black Chrysanthemum. But um, before we get to Chrysanthemum, I want to talk about the flashback part because that's obviously the biggest part of all of this. And Geo Referson in his uh, little you know spiel at the very beginning, I was not expecting to see them wiped out so early or as like almost brushed over as it was. It felt just very like. Okay, that happened. We're moving on. I agree. It was anticlimactic, you know, because you spent so much of the episode with them. There was no bridge, in my opinion, to take you into that moment where they're completely slaughtered. I mean, you could have told me Anakin Skywalker went there and decided to go ham and I would have bought into it. You know, just they were destroyed, (laughs) burned down. And their speeders were destroyed and everything. And it's just, I don't know. They're, for, for myself, again, like I said, there was no bridge to take us there. And the bridge could serve as maybe a few more moments with them. Now that he's actually accepted into the tribe, it just all kind of happened so suddenly. Um, but Brian made a good point, I think. We didn't see, or it may, it may have been Jake, one of you, but no, we Brian, didn't see Brian. the uh, Tuscan uh, leader um, or the child. So yeah. Andy says this, though, that I could have, well, 
have missed. Well, but I did, I did, I the only one I was looking for was the actual warrior. So yes, but maybe that's leading Boba to believe that they are dead, but maybe the warrior and child are actually alive. And maybe they lost their sticks in this in the shuffle, escaping. Maybe they got away on a speeder. Um it I feel like if they were dead, they would show them because you have to like like seeing the chief showed, die. I don't like, know if they showed the child. That's... Well, but showing like the chief on the ground dead, like that's okay, he's dead. Like it's kind of an impactful moment, right? Like he didn't make it, but not showing the other bodies, at least the warrior, it's like, okay, well. They're probably out there somewhere. It just, for me, even if it's like a quick scene or like I, some movies and television shows, they've done a thing where a character's looking over something and you can hear like the memories in the background, but not actually physically see it. Like right. you can hear what's happening, but not see the actual footage. It would have just made the moment that much more, I guess, just impactful. Like, Obviously, it's it's big that his tribe that he was just accepted into literally like two hours beforehand are now gone. But not seeing it happen and almost him like just move on with his life that quickly didn't really like I, I didn't feel anything for it. And that's unfortunate because I felt so much for them the last two episodes. Like I loved everything Tuscan. But so it just, it's funny because I forget who it was. It was either Allie or uh, Alex, Jesus, my brain today. Alex or Molly uh, that said the same thing that I thought of when I was watching this. I don't know if anyone else felt that it was like super similar to Luke coming back to the farm and it being destroyed like that. When I was watching it, like I was just like, this feels almost exactly like it where it's like the person goes out for a quick second, not thinking anything of it comes back. Well, I'm sure it's an place, Easter egg to that. I mean, yeah, the whole place is torched. Yeah. It's what they created as a family is now gone. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was funny. Cause when they said that, I was like, Hey, that's what I thought. So, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, that could have been something that, um, they were aiming for, for all I know. What's the name of the gang? What, what, the what gang? is that? The gang that attacked them. The Power Rangers. Well, okay, yes, but the ones that write the symbols. Do we know the name of them? I don't think we've gotten a name for them. I don't know. No, there's a name. And Andy, I know Andy's probably going to put the chat. All I know is that every time I see that logo, I think of Justice League because it's like the J and the L <laughs> like that. And so it. You said it, not me. It, it kind of makes me giggle because it looks literally just like the J and the L. I it's so it's interesting just because my first instinct was like, oh, the Pikes in it. But now, or may, maybe I mean maybe the Pikes did it, but wrote the gang symbol to make it seem like it was the gang. I don't know, but it it almost feels like I don't, it's just interesting because I thought that story was wrapped up with the gang last episode. I thought it was like over and done with like he he did but i guess for them they would come back in kind of retaliation for it all um i just don't really know where it's going like i i feel like we're gonna see the warrior again like it makes sense that we'll see him or her again we don't know uh who who that person is just yet but yeah it just and it keep in mind 
And keep in mind, the the flashback was interrupted, so that's true. Maybe that's there's true. a bit more to see, and perhaps a reveal that oh, this person's not dead, right? Like, what's the what's the MCU rule, right? If we didn't see them die, they they could be alive, right? Or maybe that's a cinema rule or oh, something. Thank you, Andy. See, Kent, Kenton Striders. Kenton Striders. Here we go. Okay. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, maybe it's not the last flashback, you know. I don't maybe. I don't think uh, sidebar, do you think the Gamorian guard who went into his back to tank had flashbacks of his life too? Probably. At what point do we have someone guarding the tank? Like honestly. Oh, okay. So this is a question and it's been posed <laughs> it's been posed on a lot of shows. It's been posed all over Twitter and I get it, but where the hell was Fennec Shank? Right? She's supposed to be like Boba's partner. Maybe when he's in the back to tank, she's on guard. I've seen a lot of people saying, uh, well, maybe she's not as cool and good as we thought she was. Maybe she let Black Chrysanthemum in. Because then all of a sudden she showed up towards the end after Boba got his, his ass whooped. You know, like, how, how did Chrysanthemum get inside the palace? And I, I get it. He has also worked there in the past. He worked for Java. He knows the secrets, in and out, right. etc. But how did he get in with all of those people there? Not just Fennec, but also that little little teenager gang that he hired. I mean, I, I would. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. No, I was just gonna say, I think he's pretty sneaky. I think a big black Wookie is sneaky. Yeah, stick to the shadows. Stick to the shadows, right? Like, let's be like honest. The, the biker kids were more probably worried about polishing their bikes than they were paying attention. I mean, those things look clean, so probably. Yeah, very clean. Yeah, but I mean, I would add a little more weight to that question or give it a little more thought if she did not show up at all. Then I'd be like, okay, what's going on? But I mean, you know, she needs her downtime too. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't don't think she has a back to tank or something, or you know, maybe she does debt sticks. Who knows? Well, so. I mean, we know that from from Mandalorian that she's basically got a droid stomach. So maybe she needs a little tune up. Little, yeah, maybe little, she's doing parts or something. It's kind yeah. of ironic now that she is like got. She's like the teenagers. Parts and <laughs> the teenagers are also droid parted. Yeah. Yeah. That one guy reminds me of Cyborg, but anyways. <laughs> I think almost that was kind of the point. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so outside of the flashback, outside of all that stuff, the fight in general was pretty badass. Uh, Kersantan is a beast. Yeah. Uh, he knows how to throw people around like no other. Uh, whoever was in that sh- that suit, bravo. Um, the roar of him as well is great. I think mm-hmm. he sounds awesome. Um, is this the last time we see of him? Because Boba did let him go, he he ran off like a little, a little scared little kid, just like running off. I know he ran off so weird. I was just like, "All right, see you later." And he's just like, "But okay, so the fight." Uh, so talk about the fight, and then also, is this the last time that we'll see him? Thoughts? I hope not, because I mean, that's a. I don't want to say a big character, but that's like a a character that you could do a lot with. And I think for me, I mean, it's hard to see them going with, I mean, 
Kristanton, you, unless you're going to tell new stories, you're probably not going to go backwards and tell live action stories when you have the comics. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would be really bummed to see him just for that little bit and then kind of just go right back into comic use only. So I personally don't want him to disappear. I mean, I've yet to come across a single person that's like, ugh, enough with bounty hunters. Like, if anything, it's the complete opposite. It's like, why aren't you giving us more bounty hunter stuff? So like, don't drop a badass new bounty hunter for an episode and not even an episode it was like a quick appearance and a single action sequence i'd be really bummed so i'm going to cross my fingers and hope that he comes back um bounty hunters tend to have a code tend to have a code not always so i mean the way he was trot trot i don't want to go out with life debt because he does not look like someone that falls. He's a bounty hunter. There is no such yeah. thing like that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just I'm hoping maybe like I mean, the way that guy was trotting off, he's got a he's got a little bit of time to get wherever he needs to go. So maybe he'll just happen to be right place, right time at the very end in some type of fight and just be like, all right, now we're even. I mean, we did see we did see Cobb Vanth in one episode only. I know that it was a very heavily heavy heavy episode with him. But he was yeah. just in the one, and then we didn't see him again. So it's very possible. Yeah, it, it's very possible that him running off into the sunset was the I last mean, we time we saw him. Other than Tarful and Chewbacca, we've never seen like they wouldn't Chewbacca. make that suit though, unless they were planning on using him in some. I, other I see, yeah, because that thing because he really awesome. didn't do like a lot. Didn't do a lot. Mm-mm. Yeah, but you could say the same thing for Boba Fett in the original trilogy. I mean, I mean, you're okay. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're not yeah. wrong. Yeah, you're not and, wrong. But I mean, I think as far as his appearance goes, w- whether we'll see it in the future, yes. But I'm okay with his little introduction slash moment in this first season, and that's it. He will come back. Um, if he doesn't come back in this first season i'm i'm okay with that i i have seen enough to know that i want to see more of this character especially somebody who no clue who he was the previous episode and, and that's that is something that i was thinking too to someone like geo where it's like this is the first we're meeting him like i would imagine that and you can correct me if i'm wrong geo that would be like oh who's this and then like sure. just, yeah quickly get rid of him and be like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. give me back the dope looking wookie like i mean he's a beast man he had he could take a punch he could take a stab he had that um like fist with like electrics uh, mm-hmm. i'm sorry electricity it took him i don't know it's just it was badass it was i think we'll see more of him he's not done in live action star wars by any stretch so this is obviously jumping ahead but we know at this point now that the main villain of the book of Boba Fett is the Pikes. The Pikes Syndicate, they are the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, three episodes for us to find that out. To me, the direction that it seems to be heading after learning in this specific episode about which, like the history of Mos Espa, exactly, uh, uh, precisely, right? Like there's three families that now own 
all of Mos Espa, and they're broken up into this after Jabba bit the dust and returned the Jedi. It almost feels like Boba is now going to have to wrangle up the families together to fight the Pikes. And what if that leads him to an opportunity of bringing Kersantan back against the Pikes? Like, maybe that's a way that we see it happen. It's obviously not the way we want to see it of a suited up Boba taking on Kersantan. But maybe that's how we get him back is that he needs another ally on his side. His strength is bounty hunters. They've worked in the past. Maybe that's how we get him back at some point. Because he still is on Tatooine. He still is there. Um, he's still trotting probably. In the he's still days. trotting to Mos Espa or wherever he's going right now. Um, but, I mean, it seems like it's going to be Boba, the crime families, and whatever allies he can wrangle up against the Pike Syndicate. And we know how big the Pike Syndicate is. Um, and I would assume the shot we've seen in the trailers of them all eating dinner together is exactly exactly yeah yeah well and they mentioned the families and i think those are yeah. the three families that that were mentioned uh, yeah. that we saw in that that one shot of them at the dinner table mm-hmm. at least we saw two families with the trandoshans and like a dog looking one and i forget the name of mm-hmm. them um but i'm, I'm interested it, it i hope that's next episode i hope that they don't take like a like a breather episode to kind of tell some other story. Like I want them to get straight to the point now, now that yeah. we know what's happening, the twins seem to be out of the picture for now. Um, for what we think anyway, like just get, get to the meat of the story. I want to see kind of how everything works. We saw bits of it towards the end with um, the mayor's little henchman guy, uh, you know, revealing some secrets about, about the pikes and what, who the mayor is actually working for. And, Maybe that leads to the owner of the casino and everything kind of else going on in Mos Espa. Um, I just want to see the meat of the story kind of like. I mean, there's only four episodes left. I'm saying like, I want to get to the point. Like I want to get to it now, you know? Yeah. Agreed. I think for me, the thing that has my attention the most is why we keep seeing that specific flash flashback of the fire spray flying away. It's not even like it doesn't seem like it's anything. Got, we saw it last episode too, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a little bit longer of just mm-hmm. like it flying off and then seeing his face. So yeah. it's like each one's getting a little bit longer, but it's like, why do they keep showing this specific one of just the fire spray flying away? Like, mm, like there's and- something. <laughs> That's a deleted scene, right, from Attack of the Clones that they're reusing? Or... No, that's a fully reshot scene. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Geo, Geo, even because I, I, you were with us on episode one, right? You didn't do episode one with us. I wasn't on episode one. So no. in episode one, the shot of Geonosis in the arena, that's a completely new re, re a shot too. Yeah. They reshot that. That wasn't reused. Because mm. you could tell they put a side by side and like one of the thing that Anakin was writing wasn't in the shot and people lost their mind over it. But yeah, so even though that they're using kind of flashbacks or moments that we've seen from previous movies, they're still reshooting them and 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 using the volume and the technology they have and putting Daniel Logan's face over the kid actor and stuff like that. Even though they do have that chance of reusing the actual scenes, they're taking the time to reuse them and make sure they filter in the story properly, which I appreciate as a fan. You know, not just like reusing the teams, which would be cool, obviously, but actually seeing them shoot all of those Camino stuff. Camino looks great, even in the moments we've seen. But I'm I'm with Brian. I think there's a reason we keep seeing it. We've seen it in three straight episodes. 
and see okay andy's comment because he misses his daddy like at the same time like i've kind of thought that same thing too i'm like i'm gonna be really kind of annoyed if it's just like he felt abandoned by how many times his dad left him like i'm gonna be like okay that but i keep thinking that that could be something like you know like it's supposed to be a deeper meaning and i'm like mm, don't do that uh, i want to see him something just below me yeah. Just oh yeah yeah i was and, just like and if i may every time we see the flashback of little boy seeing his father go in camino it's it's tender because earlier this year we saw camino get destroyed in the bad batch and it's just like oh yeah i, I remember that place i missed that place that's cool stop showing me it so yeah. i don't know just a quick side note um all right so what happens next is that uh well not exactly just next but um the twins arrive at java's palace and uh they have a gift for for boba after sending chrysanthemum to kill him they apologize uh for <laughs> sending chrysanthemum to kill him uh and reveal that they're going back to hutta uh their home planet and they have a gift for boba and it comes in the form of a rancor a Rancor has officially returned to Jabba's palace. Um, not full grown, uh, still still kind of getting there, um, but one that has not seen the light of day uh, because it is being um, escorted by none other than the Robert Rodriguez um, familiar hey. face, Danny Trejo, Mr. Machete. Machete. <laughs> uh, is officially in Star Wars, which I freaking love. And that's all I tweeted yesterday when I watched the episode. I said, Danny Trejo, that is all. Like, love. That's what it meant. So okay. good. I loved it Literally, so much. I think I saw the Rancor for a millisecond and immediately went, Machete? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't even He's think... He's so my, noticeable, that's why. Yeah, I don't even think my brain went to the realization of the Rancor as fast as it did Yeah, Treo. So I was like, okay. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a very cool little cameo, but it seems to be a little bit more... Seems like he's going to be around the palace because he's going to be helping Boba... Uh, work with him um, but as we learned throughout the little scene that they had in the um, in the dungeon area uh, the Rancor has been blindfolded its entire life so because when they see someone they imprint on that person and the first thing that came to my mind when I heard imprint was freaking Twilight because Twilight yeah. the werewolves do the imprinting it is the uh, that word that freaking word. But anyway, as far as Rancors go in Star Wars, like it now makes sense because of the original Rancor and, and how how severely devastated his master was when he died, right? It all kind of pieces the puzzle together. Um, and we see Danny Trejo lift the, uh, eye, the eye holders up and his, his eyes focus up on Boba. And they're going to have this little relationship now. And guys, in the next four episodes... We're going to be seeing Boba Fett ride a Rancor into battle. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. He said, train me to ride him. No, no, I, 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 I'm with you. I just, I don't know what I want to see more. Do I want to see Boba riding a Rancor? Or do I want to see Danny Trejo with either a lightsaber or a machete helping Boba kill? Like, that would be badass, in my opinion. He'll probably have a machete more than he would a lightsaber. I, I hope, yeah, I hope it's like an, elect, an electro electro staff machete. 
What if he gets I'm going to be favorite? honest, though. I kind of stopped caring about everything until the second I the second I heard the sisters. Yep, I knew exactly where you were going. Yeah, yep. the second I literally went. Excuse me. Like, like well, yeah, them, yeah. When he said, uh, "Yeah, the, the sisters of Dathomir used to ride them," I'm like, "They used to ride rancors? What?" So, Geo, I don't think I don't know if you've gotten there in the Clone Wars. Um, the sisters of Dathomir are like. They're Asaz Ventures is one of them. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, they're like super assassins Badass. dealing with Star Wars magic. Um, it's where and Dathomir is Maul's home planet. Um, so yeah. He, so that's that's where he's from as well. Um, Witches and magic. That's yeah. It's it's, like it's that side are. of Star Wars. Uh, and and raising the dead. Oh so. yeah. Okay. I was just about to put you in the private chat. The freaking cleaning lady is outside, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going on and off my mic. All good, all good, all good. Um, okay, so any final thoughts on the Rancor, the Palisine, Danny Trejo, the twins, before we move on to kind of the mayor and the little biker gang that Boba now has on the side? Any final thoughts? Um, no, I... I had a thought, and then you kept going, and then Sorry. I thought about other things. Lord. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to the next part of all this, and and, and kind of like the final big sequence here uh, is is the hunt down of the mayor's right hand man, um, the the biker scene, the the car chase scene, if you will, um, which is kind of been a hot topic when it comes to Star Wars Twitter and social media over the last day or so, because of the look of the bikes. And the way that everything kind of was set up in the episode, um, a lot of people going back and forth about it all. But basically what happens is that uh, Boba and Fennec go to hunt down and talk to the mayor. He is not there. His right-hand man runs away. Boba sends his little biker gang after them. And they get some answers from him. And basically what he says is that he's working for the Pikes. Uh, he is with the Pikes. He's ran off. Um, and what we see next is that uh, at least a dozen come off a star cruiser uh, into Mos Espa. And now it seems like everything is kind of being ramped up here. So um, thoughts on everything that's happening with the mayor, uh, the biker scene as well. Brian, go ahead. I, am I the only one that didn't really like the chase scene? It felt very slow. I liked it. I, that, I think that was the point of it because that's Robert Rodriguez. Okay, so I mean, the, I know the a reason lot of people... why I think it felt slow, Brian, is because I think that's how they were actually moving, like during filming. Yeah, I've I got very strong Mario Kart vibes while I was doing it, so like, <laughs> like that kind of made me laugh. So I, I mean, I like I know people were freaking out about the colors of the bikes and all that stuff like that. I I don't really care about. I was just sitting there going like why do I feel like I can run faster than this? Like, but if, and let's be honest, that's so far off, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just didn't seem like, you know how like solos, it was like very, it, it, this one, it just seemed, I don't know. I well, can't, they were going I can't through really, a town too. And yeah, I think that might've so, been it a little yeah. bit like more realistic of the fact of like sharp corners and stuff like that. I don't have any, I don't, I'm not like everyone that's like, you know, they have 
pink and purple and blue but like I don't Wars, care about there's, there's been moments like that in all of star wars like we've yeah. seen that in the prequels and like we've seen bright colors and cars and coruscant was full of flashy stuff like that um i will say just to the to because you're not the only one that i've seen talk about that brian just like how slow it was and maybe the the style of it one i think that's how just i think that's how rodriguez does it he does a lot of things like that he likes it to like be a little bit more natural and so if that's how it looks on screen and so be it um because i've seen a couple of his movies in the past where there's moments like that where they do look like do look and feel like that um and i think Gio's right too just the the you know the town is the streets aren't as big as someone like uh like an like a moss icy we've seen in the past or or some other town right they're much more narrow and there's a lot of stuff that they're running through um like i feel bad for all those merchants and all that food that just like ugh, Got wiped away. People and trying Ralph to make a painting. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so <laughs> uh, it didn't bother me. I actually had a, a little fun with it. I think that the it, it was a really cool, cool designed uh, scene. Um, and I, I love. And I don't know. I don't think think she has a name, but the the leader, the girl biker, um, that metal arm that she got, she has. She's really, really cool looking. Um, I think her name is Drash. Is it Drash? Drash. Yeah, that's Drash. it um that little cool. that little thing she does at the end where she jumps off the building onto the car and then kind of slides in is really really cool looking i love a good car scene um if it's star wars cool i'm all for it um but yeah i mean it, it didn't take me out of it at all and the colors didn't take me out of it all honestly i saw them i was like oh that's cool the only thing i will say is that they didn't need to be like red blue green and yellow they could have been like red and blue or red blue and green but that's just me so Yeah, I mean, I I didn't mind it at all because the moment I saw them, I was like, "Oh, Robert Rodriguez right there! I bet you he had a hand in designing it. I dig it. I like the was it like a candy paint kind of over? Yeah, it? yeah, hell yeah! You throwing Danny Trejo? This is all Robert Rodriguez right here, guys. <laughs> Not everything has to be J.J. Abrams, okay? My goodness, but I want to go back real quick to the way boba hired them again once again oh, yeah good call displaying him as a leader there's no work well now you work for me and i'll make sure you're well compensated and i appreciate the little commentary on water overpriced like in the real world inflation hits a lot like how are we supposed to you know, survive and whatnot when prices are jacked up through the roof. Like, I love that commentary, and I thought it was badass how Boba recruited them. And once again, displaying how different of a leader he's going to be now that he's the, um, God, what's that word that they Dime, Daimyo. Thank you. The Daimyo. See, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Just wanted to point that out. So. I will say, though, and again, it didn't take me out whatsoever. But they should not have as flashy bikes as they have if they are fighting and stealing from water. That's all I'm going to say. If they can't afford water, how can they so, afford water? Okay, so Molly and Alex made a very good point. Uh, their guest um, said that they it's very similar to like... So I, I can't explain it that well. But it was very similar to a time period where like grunge people they put everything they had into like their one possession before they put it into themselves so like the like the water that they probably got 
was used for their bikes before it was used for them to actually drink. Like the importance of their bikes to them was more important than them actually drinking the water. And that I, I kind of appreciated it a little bit more after I heard that because I was like, okay, that kind of tracks. Like I could see like them definitely being like, like this is my pride and joy. Like that's why like we're half robots is less water. So I can put it towards my butt like that type of stuff. I feel that. Um, yeah. I like a lot of people are saying in the chat, it, it's, it feel, felt very much like a nod to American graffiti. Tattooing um, graffiti. <laughs> which, which was what, look, that's one of George Lucas' films. Um, and maybe that's way, the way that Robert Rodriguez uh, was going to nod to the actual creator of all of this. So um, whatever you thought of it, everyone has their own prerogative, their own thoughts. That's fine. Uh, none of us here seem to disagree with the, with the choices. Um, all right, final thoughts on the episode, boys, before we wrap up, where it's going, all that good stuff. Uh, Gio, I'll let you start. Solid. Um, I like that Boba managed to expand his um, click, his crew, because something I've been wondering is like, how are they going to cover this much ground with just the two of them? Um, and I like the way he went about doing it. You know, once again, showing how different he's going to be as a leader. Uh, somebody early on talked about uh, respect, right, and whatnot. And, being different from the huts so i enjoyed it i don't think we've seen the last of flashbacks i think we'll have uh, more but i wouldn't be surprised if it's heavily focused on present day with minor little flashbacks here and there um so yeah right yeah just give me more i'm actually digging the flashbacks i think more than the live just kind of digging into that whole thing um more black corsan please and thank you um but yeah i'm curious i mean there's four episodes left so like i can't imagine there's going to be much like extra just like fillery type stuff like you got to get into the meat if you're in four episodes left so curious to see where that goes I agree. I, I I want the heart of everything now that we know that the pikes are the bad guys. Now that the huts are kind of out of the picture. Um, now that he kind of has a little crew with him, I want I, we we got to get to it all. But like Brian said, we have four episodes left. We're basically halfway through. We we got to be able to get to the the magic of this series, and it's really got to bring us in. And every episode has to bleed into one another. It can't be like one story here that kind of connects here. It's it's all got to be four straight episodes that really feel like a cohesive story going forward. Um, but I am digging it. I'm I'm liking a lot of stuff. I'm I'm very hopeful for a lot of things that could be coming our way as well. Chances that there's another surprise character. A hundred percent. Probably, yeah. A hundred percent. I would say probably not to like the last episode or two. Yeah, maybe. yeah. That's what I would say. Um, all right, everybody, that's gonna wrap up the Fandalorian Club today. Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone who watched live on the replay has popped in and out of uh the chat. Um Andy. Next episode directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, okay. Ooh. She has not directed a Star Wars episode yet. That leaves me excited. That leaves me very, very excited. All right, cool. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Uh, for Brian and you, now myself, we are a fan of club on Apocalypse Movies. Make sure you guys are joining us each and every week, not just here on this, but also on Apocalypse Now, which is every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Pacific. Um, we're doing four more of these, everyone. Four more episodes of Fan Club. Make sure you join us every week. Uh, hit us up on our socials. 
Hit us up on our YouTubes. Hit us up everywhere you can find us. But for now, we are the Family Alarm Club, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, guys.